Hey guys, can we can we take a timeout really quick? Yeah. Sure. Hold on a second. Tyler! <laughs> if we hear Kips, you shoot somebody in the background next. <laughs> Sorry. Intro. I, my boy just my boy just went by on his longboard outside my window. Welcome to Elder Speak, episode number 26, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. Uh, with me this week is Kip Petrantonio and Mats Polska. Uh, this week we're going to be speaking about, in the news, Left 4 Dead 2's biggest pre-order hit. Um, God of War 3 might have been an FPS, and Walmart goes pre-owned. Also, we're going to be speaking about what games we've been playing this week. Uh, Mats has been rocking out to the Bayonetta uh, preview, and Kip has been uh, playing R-Type and uh, Pixel Junk Monsters. While I've been playing some Flashpoint too. <laughs> there you have it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Segway time. <clears throat> what are we going to do get through first? Uh, news first, or do we want to go through what we're playing? Let's do news. Let's be uh, sponsor- news. <laughs> news time. Kip, handle the news, brother. I got the news for you. Okay, so Left 4 Dead 2 is Valve's biggest pre-order hit. Yeah. Uh, we have actual numbers on that. No. Uh, well, uh, apparently. Uh, it's 300% more than Left 4 Dead's original pre-order numbers, so uh, it's it's quite a, it's quite a lot. Uh, it's it's Valve's biggest hit, as they mentioned, uh, and uh, and I'm surprised. I did not expect this game to sell that much. How about you guys? I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, for a game that's basically just a repackaging of what people have been playing before, I am absolutely shocked that uh, that this pre-order is selling so well. Yep. Uh, well, makes they, sense. It actually makes sense to me uh, because overall, you know, for 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 the most part, obviously the people who bought Left 4 Dead were Xbox fans, and as far as this holiday season, they don't have a lot to look forward to other than that yeah. game and Halo. So yeah, and Halo's already out. So and and Modern Warfare as well. I but these are these are Steam pre-sales that they're talking about. See, these are PC pre-sales oh. though. Um, I, I'm really wondering that if people, cause right now Steam is actually running like packages on the game. So I'm really wondering if they're buying like the four pack, which involves like, uh, Left 4 Dead and then you can give, four, you know, four copies to your, to your friends. Um, you know, you, you can buy that. And there's also the, the pre-purchase, uh, bundle where you can buy Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 together, um, for 65 bucks. That's yep. actually not a bad deal. If you don't have Left 4 Dead, I would, I, that's what I would do. I mean, so yeah. I'm, I'm, if if you don't have Left 4 Dead one, I'm pretty sure that you know, uh, buying Left 4 Dead two is a no brainer. Um, right. Uh, also, in other news, they're actually um, they're actually launching a 45 million dollar marketing campaign in the U.S. So, uh, considering that the game's releasing the 17th of November wor- worldwide, then you know, expect those pre-order numbers to go up quite a bit. So, who knows? Maybe it's a thousand percent by the end of the the month. <laughs> How about this? Just with the release of Zombieland, zombies are more popular right now. Yeah, that's a good point too. That's a really good point. I mean, people go see that movie. They've played Left 4 Dead. I could, I could see myself going home being like, "Oh, I want to play Left 4 Dead again." You know, after watching that. Hmm. Definitely. So, 
Yep. It's a shame that after you know after role models that not everybody went and signed up for some LARPing though. but okay moving on uh nintendo uh has announced that demo play is going to be in the new super mario brothers game and uh for those who don't know what demo play is demo play is something that was been talked about for quite a quite a long time by miyamoto and uh really talked about at e3 this year essentially what it is is that the game if you're having, if you're struggling with part of the game, it will actually beat itself if you turn on demo play. And so, if there's a level that I can't beat, I can just hit the button, turn on demo play, and the character will just start controlling itself and go through the game for me. And then I can take control again whenever I want. Uh, uh, Kotaku actually had a de- had a exclusive um, playthrough of it. Uh, in New York City, and they said that the first time they did it, they had a they were playing Mario, and when they had the demo play thing happen, Luigi came in, started going to beat the level, and Luigi, the computer actually died the first time through. <laughs> so, cool. And they uh, during and they they said that the reason they the reason they want to do this is because it allows um it allows users to or uh, use developers to make extremely difficult games. Mm. And, like, people can still play it. Um, according to the person representing Nintendo, uh, Luigi won't die in the final version, that this was just a, you know, a pre-build right now, so there were still some errors and everything. But, at the same time, I don't know, what do we think about this? I think it's awesome. I think it's the natural evolution of what, uh, what they did with Alone in the Dark, where you could skip chapters. The problem with skipping chapter was that you were missing gameplay. Uh, you were missing all the cool stuff and the story and all that stuff. But with this, you wouldn't really miss anything except for actually controlling the game yourself. So I think it's a good idea. Uh, I'm, I'm not against, you know... If you can't, if you can't, you know, make it, if you, if you, if you, if you're, you're not skilled enough or whatever, or can't figure something out, then you should, you should still be able to experience the whole game. So I think it's good. I kind of agree with that mentality. I mean, there is there's going to be a ton of people out there, and and part of me actually wants to start screaming this that it's like if you're not good enough, then why should you be deserving to see the ending of the game? But as it is right now, if you want to see the ending of any game, I mean, if you just think of any game off the top of your head, just type it into YouTube and then type the word ending after it, you're going to find a video of somebody doing it. So it's I don't want to say it's cutting out the middleman, but um, I agree with Mots. This is the evolution of the way things are going. Um, yeah. I won't be using it that much, um, but I'm sure a lot of people will. It will open up the doors for more gamers to come in and play. Yep. Um, I- I'm going to take the opposite approach that I actually I really dislike this. Um, I think it takes away a lot of what gaming is in itself, that it is frustrating. You know, that's and the reason we feel so satisfied when we see the story or we see the cutscene is because we had to work so hard. And so if you take that away, I think that the rewards are going to be less rewarding. I think for those who, who choose to use the, what, what the hell is this thing called? Demo play. I'm sure for the people that who choose to use that, yeah, that's so. Um, but, um, you know, for those of us that are actually going to try hard and work through it, we're st- I think we're still going to be rewarded with that. And who knows? Maybe we'll be more rewarding, knowing we, knowing more rewarded, knowing we could have gone and done that. So, yeah, 
<clears throat> I think I that I, I think that people in their frustration, <laughs> I, I think there's something people in their frustration will go go through and just do it out of frustration and then later regret it. Yeah, personally, I like that. I like that you can't you can't get past it. Like maybe that's just the blue collar worker in me. I here like is, that hard. Here is the the underlying sub question of this entire discussion. Do you think this is going to cut down on the number of controllers being thrown at television screens? <laughs> Out of frustration, like, fucking game, and then chucking controllers? Do you think uh, there are going to be fewer uh, controller casualties? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No? Well, <laughs> probably. Consider, <laughs> consider this. Consider if Microsoft and, and Sony were to start doing this. Um, then you would uh, bring in the element of the trophies and achievements, whereas you probably wouldn't get trophies or achievements if you used the feature. Hmm. So, I mean, you still get a sense of reward if, if, if they do it that way. You know, the other thing is this, is, this is being worked out as a prototype, and it still has kinks on Super Mario Brothers. Could you mm-hmm. imagine if it was on a much bigger and more open game where there's a lot more possibilities... Um, I, I don't think this kind of thing can be done properly in, um, I don't know, say, uh, say, like GTA. a shooter, like yeah, or even GTA. Like, there's just way too many moving elements in that. There needs to be th- a human element involved in those. I think what they're probably going to do in that case is um, in something that's not scripted. I think they're going to make it scripted for just the demo play, basically. So yeah. they would have a uh, have everything you know, planned out, scripted, and they would just have a developer play through it and then, you know, put that code into the game so that what we see is actually the developer playing through it. Yeah. Perhaps. And, and like, I can't, like, don't you guys not think that's fun? Like, I think that's not fun at no, all. No, I would never do it, but yeah. I, I see the, the, I see the appeal. Like, think, about, think about outside. I mean, I understand you wouldn't do it, and you're smart enough to realize, like, oh, if I, you know, I want to feel good, feel good satisfaction. But think about how that's watering down gaming. Overall, uh, I, I like again. I think it's only going to be happening to like the the most casual of titles at first. I think the more difficult and more complex titles, that kind of thing isn't going to happen for a very long time. It's if I, it I, happens I pr- at all. I predict it's never going to happen in Ninja Gaiden, for example. Yeah, yeah. There, there will be developers that are just going to be like, no, we don't want you to do that in our games. That's stupid. We're building this game because we want you to to have a challenge and to enjoy it and to finish the game. You know, this sounds like it sounds like a great idea, and, and and it sounds as though Nintendo's trying to make it sound like it's an industry-wide kind of thing that's going on. But it's it seems as though it's a very specifically Nintendo um, action. If it's okay. successful, then yeah, the other guys will pick it up. But anyway, let's let's move on. Go ahead. Uh, speaking of Epic Games and first-person shooters, uh, reports coming out that one of the directors or something—I'm not exactly sure who said it—but uh, actually pitched God of War. As a first-person shooter to Sony, <laughs> and got shot um, down, and it ironically got shot down. Mm. So, Good. so what well, are we? Uh, what you call that? that. <laughs> I, well, it was, the, it was to the benefit of us all that it was. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I think a lot more people would have played it. Maybe. No, no, wait, no, no. All the shooter fans would have came over. All the God of War fans are going to play that game, even if it is a first-person shooter. Plus, you're going to get Call of Duty people coming over and playing it. They usually wouldn't play a game like that. I don't know. I mean, God of War, really? What, would you shoot the fire lightning bow all the time? 
No, I think you'd you'd use your you'd probably have the things in front. You'd have your arms. You know what I mean? It would just be it would just be the same game except from Kratos's perspective. Oh, I think okay. that was the idea. Not that it was like you're actually so, guns. So sort of yeah. like Mirror's Edge then. Yeah, 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 like Mirror's Edge only with you have your your uh, blades of Athena yeah. in your hand. So I don't know. I think it could be cool, and I'd like to see a spin-off game or something like that just to try it. But yeah. as far as the next piece of the franchise, that's too big of a change. You know, I mean, you're changing genres essentially. Mm. Yeah. No, I would like to see this happen in another, uh, perhaps invent a new IP similar to God of War or, or in in the action adventure genre with the first person perspective, not necessarily God of War, because I don't think. I mean, the 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 awesomeness of being Kratos is, you know, to have. You know, to have that view, to see all the brutal things he does. Uh, mm-hmm. How fun would it be to see the back of the of Helios' head's uh, head when you ripped it off? You know, it's it's. Um... <laughs> Actually, that does sound kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and like, imagine tapping it back as you're ripping it off. Like, and dude, if that game was for the Wii, <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be kind of cool. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, I wonder if they actually saw the, the gigantic failure of the game that was legendary, and they were like, no, let's not mimic that at all, you know? Wait, it wasn't legendary a shooter, though? Not an It was a shooter. It was, yeah, but it was still in first person, and it was involving at least similar um, content type, you know, with mythical beasts and crap like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Legendary made the mistake of uh, marketing all these cool griffins and uh, big monsters and everything, and then it all boiled down to killing werewolves. And that's basically <laughs> what you did the entire game. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, well. So moving on, uh, Walmart now going to sell pre-owned games. Is this the end of GameStop? Maybe. <laughs> uh, unless, um, at least in maybe in America. Because, you know, GameStop... Walmart's going to have the lowest price. I'm telling you, no matter what. Yep. So they'll take a loss if they have. And they have, they have, <laughs> they have much, much more customers, customers, even just in terms of games. They make more on games than GameStop does. So yeah, yeah. yeah they make more on everything than everybody does. Yeah, <laughs> they're the number yeah. one store in the world. So I, I'm no, no, in America. I, I don't, I don't. I don't know. This this uh, this is like a huge blow to to all the people that are out there that are that are saying that buying pre owned games hurts the industry kind of thing. Um, I don't think GameStop's going to go under. You know. Um, well, GameStop still has uh, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah. think I think what'll happen is GameStop is going to have to lower their prices and give you more, mm. essentially, because that's what Walmart's going to do. They're gonna they're gonna do what they do with every other store, and they're gonna out compete them. You know, if they if they give me fifteen dollars at GameStop, they're going to give me sixteen dollars at Walmart because that's how Walmart works. You know, yeah. so so which evil corporation are you guys going to support? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I'll tell you what's going to Amazon is, it, for the next few years. It's actually going to be pretty kick ass to be a gamer because yeah. you're going to be able to get your games a lot cheaper. But essentially, like what Walmart does is, in the long term, it's going to hurt us. In the short term, it's like awesome. I'm getting this really cheap. But in the long term, you're going to see fewer games because they have to make make back on their investment. You're going to see a lot more special editions of games, so yeah. that people have to buy the brand new one. Are you and already? You're, gonna, you're already seeing a lot more special editions. Yeah, and and essentially, what you're going to see is after one winner comes out of this, which one will, because that's the nature of capitalism. Uh, you're going to end up with games going up in price again. 
Yep. So because they have the they'll have an oligopoly or monopoly on the industry. So lousy Walmart. Yeah, I don't to say Once it, but go up, that seems like the less evil of the two. Or the alternative is that digital distribution takes over. Well, that actually so. leads us into the next topic, which is actually about uh, Gearbox CEO calling Steam's uh, Valve or Valve's Steam unfair. Um, so basically, Gearbox actually came forward and said that, "Hey, doesn't anybody see this gigantic conflict of interest that Steam or that Valve is creating all of these games, and they also have the leading, you know, digital distribution, you know, uh, thing? Um, nobody, nobody has a problem with this." He suggests. That Amazon or another company like Walmart starts selling games digitally. Hmm. I think uh, Steam has Walmart, Amazon just did Amazon. They're selling uh, digital games on uh, on Amazon right now for the PSP. No, uh, for PS3 as well, but, I think. But for like, yeah, yeah. 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 Regardless, they're selling digital games. So. Yep. Uh, but I, I think Steam's been pretty good about this. They they promoted the hell out of Killing Floor, and that's a direct com- competitor to Left 4 Dead. So, uh, I mean, they had that on the newsreel or front page of Steam all the several times for DLC packs and all that stuff. So, I don't yeah. think um, I don't think they've uh, misused their position yet. I I agree with you, Kit, or Mats. I I don't think they've misused their position yet. And then at, also at the same time, they're still. A lot of different places that uh, people can still buy their games. If if somebody is tech savvy enough to actually buy and download games directly to their PC, they're also probably going to be tech savvy enough to look around on the other digital distribution places like Direct to Drive and Gamerskate. Mm. Mm. And let's not be unfair, Games for Windows Live. Yeah, and Games for Windows Live. That's right. Even though it sucks. <laughs> oh, you guys done talking about PC gaming? Oh. <laughs> it sucks. Nobody cares. It's awesome. <laughs> PC gaming is awesome. It's uh, the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll keep away. that to Australia Bandit. Just not anymore. Cancel it. Canceling the ban. Although, you will no longer be able to see blood, uh, bodies, or anything that could even remotely look like more than a pistol, um, you know, muscle flash. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, hmm. it's coming out in Australia, but it's getting gimped uh, like hell. Hmm. Mats, I have a question I mean, for you, I'm because not, you're... I'm not a 13... Oh, go ahead, Mats. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Randy. <laughs> I was going to say, Mats, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm curious about this because you're over in Europe and, you know, we're over here in the States and, um, can you actually say that you live in the U.S. and, uh, like sign up for Steam or something like that and pay yeah. U.S. prices? Uh, I used to be able to do that, but then they started checking my IP address. So I guess I could create a bunch of um, proxy servers and stuff like that, but that's yeah. too much work, so no. Huh. Uh, I used to be able to do it on, on PSN as well, but then they started checking my um, my uh, IP address. Ah. So, so what I used to do actually on PSN, and Steam for that matter, is buy stuff in the US because because the dollar was so low at the time that I could just make a bunch a bunch of money on just buying the US version instead, which was identical, of course. Right. So I basically uh-huh. paid half paid, played half, sorry paid half price mm. for a bunch of games. Hmm. America. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, honestly, as far as it being a gimped version. I don't really care. I mean, I'm not a 13-year-old playing Mortal Kombat anymore. You know, like, I'm okay with not having blood in a game. I, I like the gameplay. Unless the unless the blood and gore is, like, like the main feature, 
of the game. I mean, I don't like, really care. Like Ninja Gaiden 2, like we talked about last week. Or more exactly, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a perfect example, where that's like that's why you buy the game, yeah. you know? I'm not buying Left 4 Dead to see blood. I'm buying it for zombie and multiplayer. Zombies and multiplayer, you know? No, but, like, I do, but I do care, though. It's it's presentation. It's production value to me. It's, uh... I, I would feel weird if... if uh, I cut off someone's... Or I swung a blade at someone's head and I didn't see any damage. That's not a good uh, presentation or production value to me. That's not good graphics, actually. Uh, see, I think yeah. the... the the painful thing is for people in Australia and for those 13-year-old kids that, you know, wanted to play Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, but instead of blood, they got sweat. It's it's not the fact that the, um, it's not the, fact that the presentation uh, is bad in the edited version. It's the fact that you knew that something was there and then it's been taken away from you, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's what's going to be most bothersome for, for poor guys in Australia trying to play the game. Hmm. Well, and honestly, is that, I mean, if you really want to play with the blood, there's going to be a hack or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to get out. This isn't yep. like, you know, we live in modern times. We mm. can pen- we can pen- go across oceans with our graphics of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah your- I mean, there's even guys right now that took, uh, you know, took the their versions of Left 4 Dead, and uh, I don't even, what the heck's the girl's name in it? Who, what? Um, the, the woman in Left 4 Dead? Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. But, you know, they've perverted Zoe up and stuff like that. So if you happen to be Zoe and they're playing, like, you know, with their perverted hack of Left 4 Dead, they'll, like, follow you extra close. And it's like, get the hell away from me, pervert. So people are going to be able to crack it and alter it to however the hell they want. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think that's the end of the news this week. I can't think of anything else. Yay, the news. No. <laughs> no, that's it. No more news. Yep. It was kind of a cool news week. It was a little slow. It's cool. Should we talk about what we were doing geeky for the wiki? Yeah. Wiki. Uh, Kip sounds like he's actually digging through his toolbox in the background. So, Mots, let's go ahead with you, buddy. Go ahead and, and let's 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 hear about it. What else you like? Hold on. What? It sounds, it sounds like you're like messing around in the toolbox in the background. Like you're. Oh, I'm not. I'm just sitting here. Sounds, you know understand. what it sounds like? It sounds like Oscar the Grouch when he would like dig in his trash can and would like. <laughs> You know, throw shit out and was looking for stuff, or Yoda. That's what yeah, I'm doing. Yoda. Oh, dude, Yoda, Yoda with the flashlight. Oh, don't yes. do that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that. Yoda doesn't know what flashlight is, even though he used to be the Republic. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Mods, take it away, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so much to Kip's dismay. I've been playing Banana. Uh, I downloaded the Japanese demo uh, from the Japanese PSN store. Um, so, yeah, I am actually kind of a geek, seeming as I do have a Japanese account. But, anyway, it's good. Uh, yes, it focuses a lot of her on her feminine parts, and uh, and her boobs are actually bigger than they appeared in the screenshots I've seen before and the, and the videos I've been seen before. But... Uh, beyond all that, and beyond that, it's an insult to women everywhere. It's a good game. Uh, it's um, <laughs> the gameplay is very, very, very fun. Yeah, I would even say it rivals Devil May Cry. Uh, so, I, it's. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm probably gonna buy this game, and <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of feel bad about it, but it's just it's too fun to pass up. So, yeah. Um, it uh, the demo is it's just crazy. I mean, to 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 put it in perspective, how 
uh, lewd this game is. Um, your suit, which looks like leather, by the way, tight le- latex leather or whatever, uh, is actually your hair wrapped around your body. Uh, or her hair or whatever. And uh, and when you do tricks, uh, for example, when you kill a miniboss, you can actually uh, control the hair through witchery or witchcraft and, uh, and create a big uh, dog's head out of the hair. What basically happens then is that the hair rips from your body and, and a swirl of it covers all your sensitive parts, whereas you're basically naked underneath uh, while a dog chews on a miniboss's head, uh, the dog being your hair. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But I, think, it's, I think we're back to the crack smoking game developing days of like you know back in the early eighties. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be this. There's gonna be this monkey, and he's gonna be called Donkey, and he's gonna be chucking burning barrels at you, and you're a little Italian man. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the story seems horrible. Really? Yeah. Of course. Uh, but um, but the gameplay is. It's. Uh, I'm sorry, but. I'm going to break my own rule. I'm going to play it yeah. despite a bad story and presentation. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, you also... Okay. Go ahead, Kip. You know what? Just go ahead, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to try to get him off of Bayonetta and try to have him talking about Scribble Knots because he's been like a squealing like a little girl about it all day today. Yep. Yeah. I finally think it. She's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and sticky. Um, yeah, so anyway, from boobs to uh, noobs, I guess, wait, what? Um, Scribblots, uh, for the DS. Um, I got it today, finally, after, I think it's now three weeks of waiting. Uh, it was delayed in Europe because of the localization, which I don't really get, because they didn't localize it for Norway, so, what the fuck, but, <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't really like it localized anyway, so that's good, but anyway, um... <laughs> It's it's very 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 good. For now, uh, I see myself um, probably getting sick of it in a week or so. But for now, I'm just having a lot of fun writing and weird stuff. And yeah. What are some but of the things you've tried? Well, um, for example, I had to um, I had to uh, push in a button. Uh, I had to. Well, it, the, the, the puzzle originally presented itself as if I had to fly up to a place, push in a button, and, um, and, uh, <coughs> and um, uh, you know, to get a door open, to get go get the star right, which is basically the, uh, be- the same as the Mario stars you collect in all the Mario games. It's basically, once you collect it, you finish the game and you collect the stars. Uh, but anyway, so instead of actually going up there and putting something in front of the button to hold it in... I simply panned the camera over there and typed in button pusher, and a guy continually, you know, sticking his finger into the, in the air went around, and I put him next to the button, and he went and pushed it over and over and over and over again. So instead of holding it in, the door basically went up and down really, really fast. So what I had oh, to wow. do is, is run between it, and that's totally not the way they necessarily designed the puzzle to be done, but I thought it was really interesting. That's awesome. I yep. mean, Way to what, go. Uh, what actually, what what other weird things have you typed in just to try them? <sighs> well, I did the usual stuff. Uh, did you know that vampires can kill gods? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, I, you know, did the usual stuff, God Cthulhu and all that stuff, and um, yeah, the usual stuff. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> I, I want to know what the usual stuff is. Uh, <laughs> God. I don't know what that is. That's well, what he was saying. God and Cthulhu are normal, usual things yeah. for mods to write in. Vampires, God, Cthulhu, uh, Killer. Uh, I did a cop and and criminal, and then I gave the criminal a, a chainsaw. So yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, well, yeah. Uh, curiously enough, a vampire actually kills God. Uh, the God, the one and only God. I can't type in Zeus or anything like that. I can't type in Jesus, but I can type in God. And a man in a white coat with white beard and white hair shows up and kills everything except a vampire because a vampire turns him into a ghoul. So, huh. imagine that. Um, yeah, I haven't really... I've only had it for a few hours. I haven't been able to toy around with it that much, but if, so far it's just awesome. So, cool. Yep. You want to talk about Empire Total War? <laughs> or should we move on to Kip? We can move on to Kip. Alright. <clears throat> By the way, Moss okay. is playing Empire Total War. Go ahead, Kip. Well, okay. So, I've been uh, playing R-Type for the, the PS1 classic version of R-Type on the PSP Go. And it's the hardest ever. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Find me a game harder than that. That's not. I mean, it's realistic. Not like some of the ridiculous Japanese games that are just like literally impossible. But like, as far as like a pretty mainstream game, I would say that ninety percent of people can't get past the first level. I, I would like, say that's true. Like shit, man. Back in the SNES days, those R type games were hard as hell back then too. Yeah, and it's got such a weird. It's got such a weird aspect to the game that. It's like you gain momentum as you go. Mm. So if you die, you like it the game gets exponentially harder every time you die, and the longer you last, the game gets easier. And so it's just it's very strange. What's hmm. what's the enemies like in R type? Is that the one with the with the fish robots? Yeah, there's tons of fish robots. There's like lizard robots. There's there's a lot of stuff looks like octopuses or like snakes. Yeah. Just shit like that. And then it, it looks like a contra bad guy at the end. So, <laughs> hmm. um, other than other than that, I also picked up uh, Pixel Dunk Monsters Deluxe, which is, uh, I mean, pretty exciting. I, I'm pretty pissed off though that it's twenty dollars for a game that's been out. Didn't cost twenty dollars originally. <laughs> yeah, what's know? the what's the difference actually between those two? I think why well, I don't know. It's been marked down in price now, but I, I believe I originally just paid ten. For Pixel Junk Monsters. No, I'm, I'm talking about the gameplay. Oh, well, they've added a couple of new things. Um, for one, there's there's new bosses, and some of the bosses are like the ground creatures, but they have balloons. So first you have to shoot them out of the sky, and then you have to shoot them when they're on the ground. That's one of the main things. There's a whole new island with all new levels. Um, you can play online with people, which is a new a new feature uh, via via PSP. Um, just mainly that there's a new island and new. And uh, I think there's like two new towers too. So wait, that sounds a lot like Encore. It, it has everything Encore has, and then another island too with oh, new okay. stuff. So it's like the complete edition of it. So essentially, what what bothers me about it is that I bought it on PS3 for ten bucks. Then I paid six dollars for Encore. So now I've paid sixteen dollars for this game. So now that I want the digital copy in my PSP. 
I have to pay another $20 for that. So altogether now, I've played $36 for this game, essentially. And I, it's just the same game over and over again but, with add-ons. Right, let me... So so the, the Complete or Deluxe Edition, is that only for PSP? It is only for PSP. Couldn't you... Oh, shit. What, seriously? Can, so, so I can't get that... You can do remote play. You yeah, can but, do remote play only with your PSP before. Yeah, but can I can I not get that content on the PS3 version now? No. Why the fuck not? That makes no sense. I agree. It makes no sense. So it should have been it should have been an add-on yeah. for the PS3 version. It just seems obvious. I don't under I don't fully understand it either. Um, it's, it's it's essentially they want they they want your thirty six dollars. You know what mm. I mean? And a lot of people are really addicted to that game, me, myself included. And you know what? I have to pay it because I really like that game. But, mm. you know, I'm stupid at the same time. But anyway, game. getting back to the actual point of the game, game is pretty cool. If you've never played Pixel Junk Monsters, you should pick this up for sure. It's well worth $20 if you've never played it before to get the best version. It's highly addictive gameplay. Probably the most addictive gameplay of any game I've ever played. So. Hmm. Oh, that's a big statement. Yeah, I'll say. <coughs> there's a there's like a DVD coming out for the Pixel Junk games. Um, is um, there is. I almost hate to ask it. <laughs> yeah, I almost hate to ask it, but are you are you gonna pick that one up as well? If you go to the Pixel Forks. Junk website, um, if they made a, if they made Pixel Junk anything, I'd buy it. I'm, I love um, that. I love those games. So here it is. Um, Pixel Junk three in one pack out now. Platform PS three. Um, it has Pixel Junk Racers, Pixel Junk Monster, and Pixel Junk Eden all in one Blu-ray disc. Oh, um, okay. I think you said a DVD, so I thought you meant like about the making of the games or something. No, oh, I won't buy that. I won't buy oh, a Blu-ray. I've, I already own the games, so I'm not going to rebuy them. I don't rebuy games. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Randy, Flashpoint 2. Yes! Uh, um... I have been playing... Uh, wait, wait, were you just the Simpsons guy? Yes! <laughs> I had a stroke! Yeah, why do you talk like that? I um, had a stroke. <laughs> I've actually, uh... I, um, I don't know if you guys have... Have you been looking forward to this game at all, but uh, it's been one of the games that have been kind of on my radar for the fall. Um, just because I kind of like... I like shooters that are realistic, um, as opposed to the more arcade type shooters. Um, but when, when it came out on Steam, I, I was actually on, um, I was actually on Steam and I saw Patrick was playing it. I was like, what the hell? Are you playing the demo? And he was like, no, I bought the full version. So I, I bought it that night and, uh, Nate saw the both of us playing it online too. And then, so he bought it that night too. So, uh, we've been playing that a lot, uh, co-op. The three of us have been, been a, a Marine recon fire team together. And, uh, it's been a ton of fucking fun. Um, it's, uh. It's not a game without its flaws, though. Like there, there, there are a lot. There's a lot wrong with the game. Like uh, the driving mechanic is is kind of screwed up. Uh, for some reason, you're you're an elite, you know, marine, but you can't seem to step over rocks. And um, I don't know. Even though you can die in just one hit, the enemies seem to still just like absorb the bullets. Like from from like two miles away, unless you you sniper them to the head, they'll still keep on moving. You know. So is this more like uh, Graw than uh, perhaps Battlefield? Too? It is. It is a lot more like Graw than Battlefield. This is honestly this is the game that Graw two Graw and Graw two should have been. Like it's the scope is gigantic. 
you're like inserted into a certain position and they give you basically an entire island. They're like, here's, you know, here's where the SAM site is. Here's where the AA guns are. Your main objective is to extract these POWs to point Z and all this kind of fun stuff. And it's up to you to completely do it however the hell you want. Um, the single player and the co-op are, are really fun. But, uh, the multi- did you, what? did you just say, just let me sum that up for you. Did yeah. you just say you get into a certain you insert it and then get into a certain position and you can move any way you want? That's exactly right. You <laughs> Okay. I you just, just want to make sure. Not twisting words at all. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, whole uh, island but, to yourself, huh? Whole island. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um but it's it's a ton of fun. The single player and the co op are awesome. Right now the the multiplayer is kind of a little bit broken. Um, what's but the, I, I what's still the price? On Steam, it was forty. Here, that um, a lot of other places are actually selling it for like fifteen and twenty. Um, and it's a brand new game, and it's a it's a full game. Cool. You know what I'm gonna yeah. do right now? While we're actually on what's the podcast, that? I'm gonna buy Cities XL uh-huh. for forty bucks on Steam. What? You haven't heard of that? Oh, okay. No. I figured I just no, talked about it a little bit. Cities XL. It's uh. It's basically SimCity, only XL, so it's huge. Um, from what I can tell, it, it looks really cool. I mean, it's it's a simulation game, so you'll have to be into that to play it. But um, from what I've seen of it, it it's it's an independent developed game, and it's just uh, the 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 graphics and the scope and everything is huge. You can you know regulate tax laws in your city. It's a it's a it's an online game, so you actually you know you. Uh, you design one city and another player designs a city in Nevada and you design a city in, you know, wherever in the world. And it's just, it's it's really huge. Um, it looks like Sims on crack. Yeah, it is. It's just insane. I just saw, recently before the podcast, I just saw um, a video of it um, where they basically explained a lot of the functions. And, I mean, you can plan out budgets, you can do whatever. It's just insanely detailed. Um, looks neat. And yeah, I mean it's it's a kind of game I think you could get really addicted to. So uh, expect um, no posts uh, on LDGeek.com for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that that kind of reminds me. Um, Patrick and I were actually going to put together a video review for Dragon uh, uh, Dragon Rising, but Fraps does not work with it. So hmm. no video review. It's going to be real. Huh. All right. You done. You just All got right. done running around the block? Me? No. Yeah. You guys are just talking about the game. <laughs> don't care. All right, let's go <laughs> into the question of the week. Um, the, ev- the evolution of video game storytelling. And we're, we're just going to talk a little bit about, about that, about where we kind of have come from and where we think it might be going to. Um, do either of you want to volunteer to start off, or, or should I kind of lead go the ahead. way? Go ahead. All right. I uh, I'm I'm actually really impressed with uh, with the way that video game storytelling is going at the moment. Um, the the kind of games that we're seeing now are totally different than the kind of games that we were actually seeing even five years ago. Um, we might have been seeing the, these types of games, but now they're actually finally being done properly. And what I'm talking about are are games that are um, I don't want to say supplementals to movies or anything like that, but they're they're being held as uh, part of movie canon. So you've got games like Riddick, 
uh, Assault on Dark Athena, and uh, what was the what was the earlier Riddick game, Mots? Um, earlier Riddick game. Yeah, there was Assault on Dark Athena. Oh yeah, Escape newer... from Butcher Bay. Sorry. Escape from Butcher Bay. Now, now they're official canon as far as like the the Riddick movies go, you know. And uh, I, I think what makes them awesome is they're not like movies that have been turned into video games. They're video games that are being held as part of that whole series, and I think that's great. And well, uh, Star Wars know... has done that for a while too. So. Well, exactly. That's that's what I was going to say. Star Wars has been doing it, but they haven't done it to the scope that they did it actually with um, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. You know, the well, Jedi Knight series about... kind of got close, but I think Force Unleashed yeah. took it a step further. Well, how about this? That if you, that new PlayStation ad where it's it's my my girlfriend or whatever won't stop watching this because she, she thinks it's a movie for Uncharted <laughs> Two. <laughs> Have you guys seen this commercial or no? Am I crazy? No, <laughs> you're crazy. You made it. Okay, up. there's, a, there's yeah. a new, there's a new one of those, the, you know, the brand new PlayStation ads that just came out. Well, there's a new one where the guy calls up the rumor confirmation guy and he says, "I got a problem. My girlfriend won't stop like basically bugging me because she she thinks that Uncharted Two is a movie." <laughs> and then he she he's like, "Well, no, 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 duh, she does." And he you know he lists off all the awesome things about it. And then it cuts back, and he's like, oh, here she comes. And she's, like, super hot, and she has popcorn, and she's like, are we ready, honey? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't see a problem here. And then the end. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I mean, like, that, you know, right there is, you know, that people are saying that. And, you know, with the Adam Sessler quote that he said that it's the best, you know, single-player experience he's ever had in a game. I think, and they he even said that in his, his review, that it doesn't do anything original. It just does everything right. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is basically what we're talking about today is that this is the prime example of what gaming can be. So. Well, I wouldn't say it's the, it's the prime example. It's, it's the prime example of a, of a, of a movie equil- equivalent in gaming in terms of story. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, like, or at least I mean. a Hollywood movie. But, you know, we're not getting to the, uh, uh, deep and and, uh, and thought-provoking stage yet, uh, at least with not not with Uncharted. We might have gotten there a few years ago with a few select games, but it hasn't really hit the mainstream yet. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you oh, know, I, I also. Know, I, think, I don't think anybody wants to do that, though. You know. Ah, uh, I mean, Kojima has been doing it for a while, and uh, and the Team Ico guys have been doing it for a while, so. Well, with two games, and they're both pretty obscure. Most yeah. people haven't played either one of those games. And Kojima, dude, really? That's deep and emotional? <laughs> like, are you no, serious? but it is thought-provoking. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> in, in, the, in that I don't understand it. <laughs> well, that's not so. my fault. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's your fault for pretending like you understand it. <laughs> right, sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> so... Well, basically, okay. the, Kojima, the entire Kojima story is basically an entirely too stretched out story of beware of the of the the war machine, you know, of the of the yeah. you know the industrialized war machine. Beware of that, and so yeah, whoopity yeah. do, Kojima. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's especially emotional or no, I never said it was. Uh, so I mean, it's it's uh, to me it's thought provoking in the way that it's. Um, it's 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 very you know um, it's very critical to society and it's very it's very uh, uh, how do I uh, correct very very you know it almost teaches you stuff um, 
But on another note, uh, you have stuff like um, like the Team Ico games, which are very emotional, uh, in my opinion, and which do sort of leave that that lingering lingering feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I, the Team Ico game actually reminds me of uh, of actually uh, a review that I, uh, that I just put up for the Path, which is a retelling of the Red Riding Hood story. Um, and uh, I, I think it's kind of cool that that video games are now entering into the whole reinterpretation of stories as well. Um, what'd you say? I said, you know what the best the best example of that is ever? What American McGee's Alice? Yeah. Hmm. Oh baby, that was like yeah. the best PC game ever. But wasn't that like a wasn't that a perfect way to like retell that story that could not have been done in any other medium? Absolutely, absolutely, loved it. And it kind of, it's kind of. Well, actually, uh, it obviously can be done in another medium because it's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The new Alice movies—that's what it is. Essentially, See, it only took but... them seven years, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that—that that is really cool, and that was a cool story to tell, right there. So. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's all going to go toward that Hollywood blockbuster feel, you know, or just the ep- I think there's two things that are successful in gaming. One is the Hollywood blockbuster feel, or two is like the Demon Souls thing, where it's just on such an epic scale. Like, the monsters are so big, you know, or yeah. whatever, that it's that it that it's just beyond a human being, that it's fascinating from that perspective. So... I- I think another thing that uh, games do really well uh, in terms of comparing them to movies is doing the whole, um, in terms of survival horror games at least, in doing the whole B movie but but with a very good plot <laughs> and a very good, uh, yeah. so you know, you know stuff like Memento and uh, and you know that sort of um, mm-hmm. that sort of uh, progression. Uh, I think, for example, Silent Hill does does that kind of stuff really well, and a few other games. Um, and I, I think you know. Um, in terms of adventure games and in terms of uh, the more the more uh, adventure and 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 not necessarily action based games, I think we can borrow a lot of things things from movies, and uh, I think we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> but I, I think that well, uh, there's still room for for video games to grow. Like uh, we've we've done you know we've done the horror thing, we've done the adventure thing, um, but we really quite haven't quite hit the drama thing yet. Mm. Although. Yeah. Uh, a heavy rain might touch on that, but it seems as though that might be leaning a little bit more towards the horror. But we haven't hit the drama part yet. I think that's that's yet to come. Um, and we we also really haven't and and don't laugh at this, but we we also haven't. I don't think anybody has tried to do a video game documentary, and I don't mean a documentary about a game, but a documentary presented through a video game. Huh. That'd be hmm. weird. I think it would be an honestly fairly successful way to do a presentation. I mean, people watch documentaries and stuff all the time on on History Channel or Discovery Channel or something like that. But but what if you were actually able to control the pace that the the way it was being told to you or what content you were actually finding out? You know, wouldn't that be more of an inter- interactive um, movie though? It yeah, it, it could be. But what if what if it was something more along the lines of what if you were in say some type of mu- museum or whatever, and instead of um, just being told about how um, you experience, you know, it? a certain yeah, and yeah, instead of being told of how like this certain battle took place, you actually 
took part in it. And you were given the option of, okay, you can be either in the commander's chair or you can be, you know, a grunt on the ground or, or whatever, you know. Hmm. Um, I think Battle Stations Midway, even though it's an action game, kind of touched on that, where you could take part in these, these naval battles from the parts of different people. You know, you could be the the you could actually be the gunner in the plane, or you could be on the on the ship, or something like that. I think that just video games kind of need a gentle nudge in that direction, and and they could have something that's I don't want to say successful, but definitely original and and useful. Mm. What about uh, um, you know what else that kind of jumped out, that jumped out to me when you were saying that? What about like Africa? Yeah, I think that's an example of when you're kind of. You know, you're decide you're making. I mean, you essentially are kind of making a documentary. You're making your own little nature, you know, photo album or whatever. But right. I mean, if, if that was done with video instead of uh, instead of pictures, like you were taking video of things, that would be that would be it. You know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we're definitely getting closer and closer. I just think that um, I, I don't know. I, people people tend to look down a bit, or at least in the past they've they've looked down a bit on on video games as being a little bit childish, but. You know, as we're growing up, the medium is definitely growing up as well, and we're presenting with all we're being presented with all these different awesome story options um, for us. You know what we need to do to 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 make this happen to 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 accelerate this? Uh, start using real movie actors in in games in general. Um, what did this with uh, Eliza something something something? Dushku, Dushku. Yeah, and I'm Dushku. Bet- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm betting all of the hardcore Eliza Dushku fans uh, paid attention to this because of oh yeah, she was in it. And although Nolan North is an awesome actor uh, in terms of voiceovers, um, he's not really known outside of video games. Uh, I think we need right. to start who's, using who's Nolan North. Is that Drake? Yeah. Yeah. Drake yeah. and and the Prince of Persia guy and you know all yeah. kinds of video game guys, but uh, he's, he was also the guy in Shadow Complex actually. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he's everywhere. Um, I think it's it's really important to, to to start you know using big name actors in in, in video games, sort of like um, um, Rockstar. Pixar. Has, Rockstar has been doing doing with uh, with. Um, Samuel Jackson and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, but they don't market that. They really should market that. They mm-hmm. never mentioned every, the only thing, only way you knew Samuel Jackson was in the, was in um, San Andreas was by actually reading the the introduction, you know, text. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I I agree with you one hundred percent, but I don't think that's going to happen within the next ten to fifteen years because most of the major big name actors right now are the same people that are still of the mentality that video games are toys and games and not truly interactive experiences, you know, yeah. to be had. I'm betting you could get, uh, well, Jack Black is in, in Brutal Legend, uh, and though he's not that big name, I'm betting you could get some young guys like... Um, I don't know. I'd say Jack Black's in the top five comedians in America, you know, right yeah. now. So I think he's a pretty big name. Still, you, mean, you mean as far as like acting comedians, not like stand-up comedians? Still though, he yeah, doesn't pay, acting he comedians. Does, he doesn't get paid nearly as much as Brad Pitt does, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, he's <laughs> but but could you imagine I though? It, like, I don't think for an actor, if if they do a Pixar movie, I don't think it's that far to ask him to do a video game. I, I don't think so either, especially if you've got guys like Steven Spielberg that are actually experimenting with video games, mm. you know. How badass would it be if the next Jurassic Park was actually a video game? You know? Peter Jackson as well. Or the next Ghostbusters, how about? Shit, yeah. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm liking the trend, and 
And, I mean, a lot of people may think that these Hollywood actors are really bad actors uh, uh, compared to some of the more underground guys. But really, I mean, they don't have to emote in a video game. Uh, I don't really think uh, Nolan North would do that much better on screen than they would. So, it's just... Um, yeah, I think this is a really, really good trend, and I hope it t- keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, so I think this is the first time we've ever had a discussion where all three of us are in agreement. <laughs> High fives all around. So how about mm-hmm. multiplayer, then? Where do you see this uh, the, the storyline progressing in? Well, we're getting more and more, you know, multiplayer-only games. Huh. It's easier to tackle that subject with co-op games where you've got um, near-cinematic experiences like Gears of War 2 where both both main characters in the story actually have a story to them. Mm. Um, and, and I don't care what you have to say, but Gears of War 2 was actually fucking sad at one point. Um, uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's still potential. It has a lot of potential, but uh, in order for it to really work, for it to really be a storytelling experience, they've got to take... Games like Left 4 Dead, which did kind of have a, a loosely tied story, but they need to be a little bit more active in tying it all together. Yeah. I think it's looking like Mag is trying to do something like that. Maggie? Um, like Simpson? No, Mag. Mag oh, dude. oh, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they, they're tying in this huge backstory into the game, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced any day now that they would have, you know detailed mission mission objectives cinematics and all that kind of stuff for for the uh, for the different campaigns multiplayer campaigns um, I, you know what you know what scares me about that though is that you know like there's a couple of good examples like there's games like Call of Duty which have pretty cool you know individual stories and great multiplayer but i think a lot of these first person shooters that are coming out they realize people only buy them for the multiplayer and so they don't care about the story, so they just give it like the most super generic story they can, mm-hmm. and they just work on the multiplayer. And I mean that's been a that's been a tendency for a long time to happen. So mm. I don't really I don't really like that at all. I think that's terrible for gaming. So. Yeah, that, that's that's why I think that these multiplayer focused games should start tying the story into the multiplayer itself rather than focusing so much on the single player, where they obviously don't really care and profit from doing so anyway. So yeah, if well, they, I think. Go ahead. If they find a, a, a decent and, and working way to tie the story into the multiplayer, uh, I think it could be a, a revolution in terms of in terms of how multiplayer games are made. <clears throat> See, I think uh, there is a somewhat successful uh, multiplayer storytelling um, type game out there, and, and MMOs are doing it fairly okay. Um, I think MMOs have a lot to work on. I think a lot of people are looking at the success structure that World of Warcraft has put together, and then they're just kind of cranking out clones like that. I I think it would be more interesting if developers took games that were um, good as single players and then made them co-op, but where you could also fight each other. And and probably the best example of that would be um, like Diablo or Diablo Two, mm. um, mm-hmm. where each player could go in and they have their own individual role-playing experience. And you can go down into the dungeons together and fight each other. However, if you wanted to be an asshole, you could go into somebody else's world, still play through your campaign, and then go kill the other people that were actually there. You know, so you would still have this ongoing story, but a multiplayer experience. I think I think games need to 
build on that kind of mentality. Um, yeah, that... Games like like Fallout Three. I'm just thinking to myself, like Fallout Three would be one of the perfect games that would have um, an awesome multiplayer element if they just chose to do it. You know, and dedicate it, dedicate themselves to it. Yeah, and dedicate themselves to it. So, like, while you're walking around the wasteland, instead of just doing it by yourself, if you had a buddy there the whole time, you know, one of you was good at healing and the other one was, like, good at, you know, fixing shit or something like that, it'd be kind of fun, mm. you know? I think what you need to do in that case is is diversify the storylines so that uh, you wouldn't always have the same storyline. You wouldn't always have the same plot um, and, and really dedicate themselves to creating really quality, as good as it would be if it was a single storyline, and perhaps maybe make ten of them, so that you could have a fair amount of players on the servers, but they wouldn't all do the same thing, so when talking to another player, you wouldn't be able to say, yeah, I did that. So so I think that could be a good idea. Sort of, you know, splitting splitting up the, the server base. Yeah, I think the technology to do all this is already here, and it's already in place. I think that developers just need to see that there's a market for it. Mm. I don't know. What about uh, what about with games like uh, Resistance 2, for example, where there's the single-player campaign, and then there's the co-op campaign, and although it's extremely weak as far as story, and by extremely weak, I mean a text box, right? essentially, and some in-game dialogue... Um, I really like that idea of going yeah. through the game. Like, you beat one, you beat as a single player, then that's half the story. You go through, whether it be online or with your friends in the room, you play the uh, multiplayer story through. That's the rest of the story. That's mm. that's what I would like to see, personally. Yeah. And maybe just light elements, like tying in the objectives in in, in com- competitive multiplayer matches to something that makes sense yeah. for the game. So instead of capture the flag in Uncharted 2, for example, you have capture the uh, historical artifact, and yeah. you're, you're lumping it around and trying to get it I'm to your face. I just put a crazy freaking idea. What if, okay, you know how like in Resident Evil 5 they have like the protect the other player thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What if they had that where it was like a, a team of multiplayer, eight people protecting the one person who is playing single player? Huh, that'd be kind of cool. Well, oh, that'd, that'd yeah, be that'd so be kind of cool. What game was it that uh, that wanted to do? Um, it it's not out yet, but uh, but there's some talk about it. Uh, it's supposed to 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 allow the players to come into a single player's game and be the enemies. That's Demon Souls. Know. No, it's another game as well. Here's what I'm basically imagining. I don't know. No, uh, well, the the thing is, you weren't yourself. You would actually take control of one type of enemy and be that enemy type, sort of like in Left 4 Dead, only, you know, in a single-player game. Demon's Souls. (laughs) No, in Demon's Souls, you're just a ghost of yourself. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, here's essentially what I'm thinking. Okay, imagine if they made a Lord of the Rings game, and the single-player is Frodo, like, trying to, like, travel through stuff, the multiplayer is like you're playing as Aragorn, Legolas, blah, 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 and you're, like, fighting hordes of enemies while at the same time Frodo's, like, trying to get to the ring and destroy it. And, like, you knew you like that was going on. Like, you're like, okay, our Frodo right now is, like, 25 minutes from the, you know, the end of the game. Hmm. Like, so we have to keep him alive. We have to, like, keep hope, you know, and fight off these for 25 minutes. You know, I think that's an amazing idea. I am yeah. still buying that game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's like that, you know. So. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. 
And again, I think the technology is there. It's just that they need to find a market for it. You know, um, there already are games that where like the multiplayer does kind of play off the single player, but they just don't happen simultaneously. Um, the, uh, the multiplayer co-op in, um, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, chaos theory. That was actually the other half to the story of, of Splinter Cell chaos theory. There were, there were even parts where like, uh, the guy that you were interrogating was giving information to Sam Fisher, you know, which would have been what you would have been playing in the single player version. It's just that it didn't sell well. It didn't, it didn't really catch on. So, um, you know, they just need, I, I'm hoping that they just try it again. Mm. And I mean, they could really work on this idea of, of playing the enemies of, of a single player game. So imagine oh, yeah. you had uh, a single player player that was uh, had a huge advantage to the to the to the uh, to the um, you know uh, other players, but then he was alone and he had to infiltrate a base or something or something, and you could actually pick uh, to play some guard somewhere, and you know it would be really immersive in that you'd have to stay watch and all that stuff, but at the same time keeping the action up as, as so you wouldn't get bored. Well, I, I've said this on the podcast before. How about just how about a Mario game where you play as Bowser and you send out Goombas and stuff? You know what I mean? I think that'd hmm. be fun too. Yeah, because then then yeah, there's no like there's a limit to your power, and there is no like uh, you know just a, a dick playing the bad guy out to kill new players of the game and then calling them noobs. Yeah, hmm. you know. So I just think that would be really cool. Like, yeah, you're competing against each other. I always said that, for Pixel, speaking of Pixel Junk Monsters, I said the same thing. It'd be cool if you were the guy sending out the monsters. You know? Yeah. So. They actually have something like that in uh, Warcraft 3, um, one of the modded um, maps called Tower Wars, uh, which is basically you have your set of towers, uh, much like a tower defense game. Uh, so basically you, you have to defend... Um, uh, defend um, the path from all the you know uh, monsters with your towers, but at the same time you choose, and another player chooses to send uh, these monsters to to the opposing player, which has the same exact path to defend as you. And so I think that's kind of like what you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, just basically anything where you play the bad guy. Yeah, and that was one of the big reasons I love Mario RPG so much because you got to play as Bowser. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay, so, so that's th- uh, that's probably good for today, hey? Yep. Hey, absolutely. All so, right, so anything you want to talk about on the site? Yes. It's about Ooh. to be Halloween, everybody. Go pay attention to the uh, to the creature feature, bitches. Um, that's right, I called you bitches. And what else? Uh, um, Kip, or not Kip, Jesse and Robin have actually been compiling the, the top 30 unique guns in video games, and by the time you actually hear this, we will have... Just rounded that uh, countdown up. Um, please uh, go ahead and, and make comments. And um, let's see. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and also to our Facebook page. And um, are we still using our Twitter page? Sort of. Yeah. So <laughs> we have one. <laughs> subscribe anyway. That's hey, if, subscribe. If we get a hundred <laughs> subscribers, we might use it more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also the uh, the RSS feed is back up. Sorry to everybody. We we kind of forgot to put that up there when we did the redesign, but it's up there now. Awesome. That's yep. it. Uh, you know, uh, subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel, uh, join the Facebook Facebook group, and um, comment and and uh, read the forums. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you later. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.